welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into it, we want to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And if you could also give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Um, and, you know, tell your friends about the show. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. So now, let's actually get into it. And today we are talking about Daredevil Season 2, Episode 4, Penny and Dime, which originally aired on March 18th, 2016. And here's a quick rundown of the episode. Under their new boss, the Irish find the Punisher, and more importantly, the Punisher's dog. Daredevil finds him and helps him escape, and more importantly, helps the dog. Actually, I don't see, think we see that. From torture. As he's bleeding out, Frank tells Matt uh, the story of his family's death. Soon, the police arrive and arrest the Punisher. Meanwhile, Karen is gathering information on the Punisher, Punisher's past. And towards the end of the episode, Karen and Matt kiss before Matt goes up to his apartment and sees an unexpected visitor. <gasps> yep. Who that is? We might briefly talk about it, but not a lot. <laughs> That's true. She yeah. had, like, a, not even a full second of screen time? Maybe maybe a second. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Do you have any fast facts, Al? No. I, I, okay. One of these days, I actually will. Um, yeah. I just... It, I, like I said, I'm still getting used to this format. It's it's my fault. Alright. <laughs> Should I just assume you'd never have them? And then you'll break in if you do? That's probably a good idea. Let's, let's do right. that from now on. Yeah. I do have some facts about um, Finn, the new boss of the Irish. He's played by a man named Tony Curran, or Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N. And this is not his first MCU role. Oh. Uh, Did you recognize him from anything in Marvel? No. Should I have? Possibly. Did you recognize him from anything in anything else? He's also another show that we both watch. Oh, no. Okay. Well, he plays Boar. Thor's grandfather in the um, opening scene of Thor the Dark World. Oh. Yeah. He also plays Vincent Van Gogh in that episode of Doctor Who. Ah, uh, okay. That one I can see. Yeah. that That's where we know him from. All right. That's the end of That was a fast fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Now to our discussion of the heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what... Because that's what heroes do. Um, should we just, like, move Frank into the hero section now? Uh, uh, um... He and Matt are on the same know. side, and we feel a lot of empathy for him. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah, I guess that's it. We as the audience feel empathy for him is probably the better better way to do that. Or the I'm sure the majority of the audience. Maybe that's a better scale. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Frank, you're a hero now. Woo. Well, I mean, guess a hero. But we'll talk about Matt first. Okay. Yeah. So I like how 
or maybe <clears throat> like isn't the the right word um but you know when, when the episode starts out they're at uh grotto's funeral and afterwards like matt is is feeling uh, i guess lost again that's probably the the right phrase to use i guess like mm-hmm. he's talking to father lantum about um you know he's blaming himself for grotto dying and he said he did everything he could but it wasn't good enough and all that kind of stuff and so um that that really shows a lot of empathy that he has for you know part of the reason why he you know dons the mask and goes out at night to listen to people in their apartment and then try to find a criminal to fight um Sounds a little more perverted than I think it was meant to be. Probably, yeah. Uh, that took a really strange turn there. Uh, didn't mean for it, but you know, that's what he does. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think when a Catholic priest tells you you shouldn't be guilty, maybe you shouldn't be guilty. Because <laughs> Catholics true. are all about guilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, they, if they go through their 20-point checklist and they think you're all good, probably fine yeah i'm sure it's 20 point checklist i don't know maybe it's longer i don't know i gotta ask a priest you know any Uh, nope okay (laughs) well there's something about the end with matt but most of the stuff's about frank at least that i have do you have anything else with matt nope that was it i just kind of wanted to bring that one thing that it's uh it's, it's really eating him up the, the stuff yeah. from last week so yeah yeah um one thing we find out through karen is that um frank got shot in the head and through his pure will to live he brought himself back to life <laughs> that's like a superpower yeah it's a uh, you, you know so that's one of the things they they kind of bring up in the comics sometimes like depending on who's writing it and kind of how they want to lead, lead the story um but i remember there was one that i read uh, few years ago where it was something about like creating super soldiers and that kind of thing and at the end he's like yeah and they they've already made a soldier who can't die me uh and that's like it it got more like emotional because i think he was like debating killing himself or something too because that was that was a whole story arc for him but um it was one of those things like when he he tried to shoot himself and the gun jams so it's one of those one of those things oh wow yeah so kind of like a you know uh luck of a being a superpower right you know good yeah. luck and bad luck in situations but definitely luck yeah he's only on the edges mm-hmm. um i know there was a uh a series for a while i never read it but i've always been curious called frankenstein <laughs> where frank is like a frankenstein creature i guess or brought back to life uh i think I I know... that's part of his power <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to remember because i think I also did not read it, but I thought I, I knew what the storyline was. Uh, like, I think they just put his head, in, like his brain into something else. And then at the end, he, he gets it back into his body. Maybe I'm just making that up, but I think that might have been the storyline. Well, <laughs> I'm guessing this isn't helping when I type Frankenstein Marvel Castle. It goes um, Marvel. <laughs> or no, it doesn't go Marvel. It goes the actual castle where Frankenstein was um, created. Okay, that I makes sense. That's that's understandable for a search engine, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a little late for us uh, than our usual 
recording. I think uh, I think we're gonna be a little bit more punchy. Okay. Yeah. Punch, punch, <laughs> punch. Um, let's see. So Frank's dog gets captured. So he decides to get captured on purpose. I think just to save the dog, but probably because these are the guys who killed his family. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely um, one and both of those. <laughs> so I had a little note for this, and it's it's probably something I should bring up a little bit on the heroes, but I'm bring or on the villains, but I'm bringing it up now. Um, so I think we've established that the series itself, or like the season, is taking place in 2015, right? Uh huh. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, the movie John Wick came out in 2014. So, as far as the season goes, you know they they've had some time to see that movie and knows what happens when you take the dog or you know hurt the dog of a very scary person. Yes. Um, so, I mean, whatever happens to the Irish in this episode, they brought it on themselves. I'm just bringing that up. I remember the first time I saw John Wick, which I didn't see in theaters. I watched it on digital on my computer. Mm-hmm. My headphones on, watching this whole thing where they kill the dog and then they all find out with John Wick's dog and oh my god, um, the kid from Game of Thrones is going to die and they're, they're like building him up, building him, building him up. <laughs> and my wife asks, like, taps me on the shoulder, asks me something. She asks me if the movie's good, and go, well. If it's even a half as good as everyone in the movie thinks it's going to be, I'm going to be very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was definitely one of those movies, like, you know, when they're they're building it up at the beginning, you're like, all right, this is going some places. Um, And then when the mob boss guy is beating his son for killing John Wick's dog and taking his car, like, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely going to go places. Yeah, and you know what? It lived up to what they what it they built it did. up to be. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing the Punisher with John Wick, who do you think would win? Oh God, that's tough because they're very similar, right? You you see, like I'm assuming you've seen all three of the John Wick movies. I have not seen the third one. Okay, uh, but you you get this from the first two. He is also a person who just takes a beating. And keeps on going. <laughs> will not stop. Yeah. Um, they both refuse to die forever. Uh-huh. And, like, you, you take on, like, the other aspects of, like, okay, what other things could they have? They're both very tactical in how they do things and plan out attacks if they're going to do something. Um, they're both just super combat good. They're both very accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it depends on the day, you know, how... <laughs> How, how uh, lucky they are, how in favor of the gods they are at that point in time. I have yeah. absolutely no idea. I, I can't make a decision on one or the other. Well, that's something we'll have to... Oh, You know, eventually Disney will buy John Wick and we'll have that showdown. <laughs> what studio makes the John Wick movies? That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Like I feel like we're both looking this up right now. Uh, here we go. Production companies, Legendary Entertainment, Summit Entertainment, and Thunder Road Pictures. Uh, I have no idea who owns those, I guess. Um, Legendary is a Chinese company. Oh. I know that. Okay. Make, but other than that, I do not know. Yeah. All right. Got it. Uh, Summit Entertainment is owned by Lionsgate Entertainment. So, <laughs> eh, I, I don't know. Eh. 
I don't think it's really worth it. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not worth it at all. Okay, and I've looked up all three at this point, and yeah, none of them are owned by Disney, but potentially someday, maybe, depending on how yes. that goes. Yeah. All hail the mouse. That's right. I, for one, welcome our someday mouse overlord. Probably our not. beloved overlord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so he gets captured and he gets tortured. Um. That foot thing, yeah, was kind of. Yeah, I was. I forgot about that. I don't think I'll forget about that for at least hours. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Like th- they were pulling that out. And I was like, oh, how's he gonna get out of this one? Is he gonna? Oh n- no, he's just letting that he's one. Just happen. not. Oh. Yeah, yeah. His his foot is messed up. I'm surprised he'll be able to walk again for a while. Yeah, but like even by the time to... he gets his own show, yeah, I know. Much less the rest of this episode or this season. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember if he walks it. Oh no, he does. He does walk later in the season. Okay, yeah, never mind. Well, he kind of he kind of walks. He's not doing great, but he <laughs> walks out of this place in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. I mean, Matt does have to carry him for a little while. Hmm. And then they get out. We'll talk about all the action-y, action-y, action-y later. But uh, we get this actually really strong monologue by John Bernthal playing Frank. And I'm just like, you don't get to see that nowadays in many TV shows or movies even, where they just give a long monologue about something. It was really engaging. I wasn't bored. It was actually really good part of the movie or show. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's easy to see these as a movie yeah uh yeah no i mean you're right like it, it was the whole story about basically his last full day i guess with his kids or his last night at least with his family um mm-hmm. and then uh yeah getting we're actually getting the story of the punisher you know why he's doing all this and all that yeah yeah we get the origin story without seeing the origin story again which I nice. yeah I I have to say I'm I'm liking how Disney does that with some of these things these properties that have kind of been done a few times already, um, mm-hmm. you know they they did that with Spider Man, kind of doing it here with the Punisher. I know we get a little bit more in his own show at least, but you know it's enough story yeah. to go to go by. I mean they did it with Daredevil in season one because we didn't like we saw a few flashbacks but we didn't like start off with him as a kid and then learning how to like fight blind and jump from rooftop to rooftop while his dad <laughs> is boxing in the background like his blind child jump around and be a daredevil that's true we yeah. didn't we got that like episode three or four but yeah yeah <laughs> um we also in the incredible hulk we get that one scene where we kind of get a montage of him doing the gamma ray stuff and then that's it Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and and it's funny. I I keep saying Disney, but I don't think Disney owned Marvel when the Hulk came out. I, I think they just got no. lucky on that one. Well, it was Marvel Studios, and it was released by Universal. It's the only one that released by Universal. Oh, that's right. I so, forgot they had the rights. Which yeah. they, as of now, Universal no longer has the Hulk rights. Right. Correct. Cool. Yeah, that reverted to them a couple months ago. Okay. Maybe six months ago. Yep. Who knows if we'll ever get a Hulk movie. Yeah, that's true. I don't think we need a Hulk movie, because he's good as a group. Yeah, he really is. But uh, I would really love a Scar, Son of Hulk kind of 
property. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And we could bring Jeff Goldblum back. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I like that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Then at the end, as uh, he's bleeding out, as Punisher's bleeding out, uh, Mahoney and this other random cop shows up, tries to arrest Daredevil, and then convinces him to take credit for the arrest. That other cop... Did she hear any of this? Is she just going to go along with it? Is she, is she totally fine with him letting Daredevil escape? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Because, I mean, they both... I, I, I assume that they both file their own separate reports of what happened for the arrest, right? Yes. So they have to... They, they must talk about it. Like, and to decide what they're going to put in the report. Yeah, that's true. Also, we see at the end that they're giving Mahoney full credit for arresting the Punisher. What about this other cop? His partner. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that one too. Like, do, don't they both get like? Does she know? She she's the rookie. Maybe is that it? Is that the only? I I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe Mahoney killed her. Oh, so, the Punisher killed her. Quote unquote, the Punisher killed her. So no secrets are revealed. This Mahoney's a much worse villain than anyone else. Yeah, that's that's pretty dark. Oh man. Yeah. You know, so Daredevil convinces Mahoney that that's what should happen, and, you know, he lets him leave. Uh, what do you think would happen if Mahoney didn't go along with it? <laughs> like, if he was like, nah, I'm just going to arrest you anyway, would would he have just, would Daredevil have just, like, ran off or something? Or, like, kicked yeah, over? He would have backflipped away and okay. ran away. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I do like, or I do note, maybe I don't like it, but <laughs> it's worth mentioning that he's giving. Uh, Mahoney the credit so to like reinforce rule of law because they had this whole thing earlier where people are more believing in vigilantes than the police so he's doing this to make sure that the rule of law stays and he's still escaping this reminds me maybe it's a little stretch it reminds me of Batman taking the blame for Two-Face in the Dark Knight Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, another Batman parallel that we've got there. Um, well, I guess the opposite parallel, but eh, either way. He, I guess he didn't take blame in this case, but uh, he let someone else have the glory. He gave away credit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that's... So, I, I never thought about this. Like, a lot of people in general, they like to have, you know, glory, right? They want they want to be known that it was, it was them that did the cool special thing. Um, yes. Yes. Like Iron Man. Yeah, it is especially like him. Um, you think Daredevil cares? Or is he more like, as long as the good thing happened, it's okay? Well, it's as long as the good thing happened, because he doesn't reveal his face. He doesn't, he doesn't want it known that it's him. Also, um, Pride's one of the seven deadly sins. Probably not great for a Catholic. <laughs> or for, I mean, there are Catholics who are proud. Not for uber amazing Catholic. Matt Murdock. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Yeah. Anything else about these two gentlemen before we move on? Nope. That's all I had. All right. Now to the villains, a.k.a. the Irish. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. 
kneel before me. I said... So they go, they find his apartment. Well, actually, we get this cool, like, badass, I'm the new guy in town. We need to find the Punisher. And then he kills the guy, a la the Joker, with a thing in his eye. <laughs> but they find they find Frank's hideout, but none of the money. And my first thought was, where do you think he got all the weapons? He just spent the money on weapons. <laughs> That's a good point. Where did those come from? And where did he get any other money from? Well, I'm thinking, okay, so he, we see later that they have the bomb uh, that blows up the guys, right? With hidden under the money. Okay, right. But that suitcase, that suitcase was probably at one point filled with money. So all the, like, probably three quarters of a million dollars underneath the top level of money, he probably took that for weapons. Okay, all right, that, that makes sense. Um, but where, okay, um, I'm trying to backtrack now. Where did he originally get that money from? Was that from? The Irish in the first episode. Okay, that was from the first episode. All right, so where did he get the money to buy all those guns for that initial gun spree? Well, he's, he's the Punisher. He only needed two guns. Oh, okay. All right, that works. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he bombed from Turk Barrett. I mean, it, it makes sense, but I guess part of the question is where to get the money. I guess it doesn't matter. He just yeah. killed other criminals I, and took I their mean, money. He he also had he before he was on a crime spree. He probably had money in his bank account and didn't care like anything savings because he had nothing to save for anymore. That's true. Yeah, he just emptied it all, maxed out his credit card. Yeah. Took a took yeah, a, a week in the Bahamas or something. He just he needed to unwind a little. Totally. Um, and then totally. he then he got to work. Yeah. Or in Miami, because that's where his family was in the uh, Thomas Jane Punisher movie. It was Miami? I thought it was somewhere else. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Miami. Huh, okay. That's that's the only Punisher movie I've seen. Like, really sure it's Miami. Okay. Like, the boat explodes. So, yeah. We kind of already talked about the torture. That's the other <laughs> note I had about these bad guys. With a drill in the foot. And threatening the dog. Yeah. Those a-holes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... They never get the dog back. I know. Ugh. I mean, granted, those guys are probably dead. Maybe, maybe they let the dog out in, in like a scene that we didn't see. So, which one? Who else? Who let the dog out? Who? 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 Um, Frank Castle. That's unlikely. He was pretty messed up. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe Daredevil. Maybe Castle told Daredevil, "No, no, no. You got to go back. You got to let the dog out." Yeah. Probably. I, I feel like the dog the dog found his way out and now he's he, he's just making his way, found a nice home. There's a whole movie about it. <laughs> Probably teams up with Foggy with Foggy Nelson's attorney at or lawyer at law. The show I made up last episode. <laughs> I'm just imagining it's a it, is this a, a serious kind of show with sitcom or, or what, what no, style? It's, it's essentially Turner and Hooch. <laughs> And, and okay, all right. I'll take I it. haven't seen Turner and Hooch since I was a kid, but I'm sure it will work perfectly the same way. Uh, I've never seen it, um, and I just want to make sure in Turner and Hooch, Hooch is actually a dog, right? It's not just a person named yes. Hooch. Okay, all right, just make it no sure. Turner. Turner is Tom Hanks. It's one of his early movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, 
but now it's Foggy and Mob Dog. <laughs> I don't think this dog has. They don't name this dog, right? Uh, it's just dog in the comics. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing that I wanted to call out about the Irish in general is that they're they're a lot more determined. And yeah, that's mainly the new boss who's showing up and angry. But they're they're doing stuff now. They're actually going out and trying to find him uh, instead of the eh, oh well, it happens uh, kind of mindset that they had before. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, they for last like three episodes, which has only been like three days or something like that. They've had no leader, and now this guy comes in and just takes over. So, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, if it works for uh, large multinational corporations, right? If if you aren't doing too well, fire the person in charge and get someone new. I assume it actually works for them. They do it all the time. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Alrighty, uh, you good to move on so, to the supporting characters discussion? Yeah. Guy in the chair. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, I have no notes on supporting characters. So really? Yeah, I just didn't. N- nothing. Nothing popped out at me. So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot about Karen and a little bit about Melvin Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we'll start with Karen. Um, you know, we've talked about this a lot. She, um, She's getting into Punisher's backstory. She's feeling the same empathy we feel from the speech at the end of this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she breaks and enters into the Punisher's house, this murdering person's home probably not the best idea because she doesn't know that deep down inside he has a heart of gold covered in like rotten despair but how long has it been since punisher's family died it's a good question the house yeah. the house seems really the same <laughs> yeah there, there <laughs> you you'd think there would be like some dust or something right if it's been a few months um yeah or like defaulted on your mortgage people moving in or people finding out the family died and coming in yeah uh power company just shutting off the power um i I mean we we do find out that the house was under surveillance so i guess some of that stuff makes sense maybe they're paying for the the mortgage just to to keep the house around to see if castle comes back i feel like if they're really doing that, because they want to see Castle, I'm assuming uh-huh. they're looking for him. But they wouldn't pay for the mortgage because that would put up some red flags to him. Oh yeah, because they're trying to keep point. it incognito. Yeah. Hmm. So it must have been like less than a month ago. It's probably so fresh that this happened, and then like he recovered from the the shot in the head really quickly because he's a superhero Uh Mm -hmm. and then he just went on his murder to be killing the irish instantly like so this might be like two or three weeks after his family died that would that that would actually kind of fit right because he's he's very he seems very freshly angry so then again he Mm -hmm. seems freshly angry for the entire time that he exists so um (laughs) i don't know maybe that's not a good metric to go off of yeah spoiler alert 
for this entire season and the two seasons of his show. He's always angry. It's like the Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always Although angry. they kind of explain it. They do explain it in the second season of Punisher, but we won't get into that. Okay. Uh, I mean, we will when we talk about the second season. It's true. <laughs> but that's not now. That is true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And we also see uh, go to Melvin Potter's workshop. And we got a couple of Easter eggs in there with him. Is we see stilts in the back of his workshop because um, he his character is a close partner with Stilt Man, the Daredevil enemy. Oh. Um, it's fortunate we've never seen. Wow. So we see like long metal legs in the background of his workshop. Well, hopefully someday yeah. we'll see Stilt Man. Yep. God willing. <laughs> and see, that's what I wanted Agents of Shield to be originally. We got a really good show, but I really wanted them to fighting these like D list villains. Like Stilt Man. Ah, oh, that that would be cool. That would be. Yeah. Who else? Uh, are really like in Batman universe. They have the Condiment King, who I want to see in live action. <laughs> I've never heard of this character. What what is the Condiment King? Well, I don't know much about him. He's shown up in Batman, like one of the more recent animated Batman's. So I've never seen him that. But he's also make a cameo in Lego Batman. Condiment King. Shoot has guns of mustard, mayonnaise, and ketchup. So he's a king of condiments. Now, is he actually a king of some place, or is he just calling himself king? That's what I really want. I don't know. I'm I'm not deep in the condiment king lore, although I'll I'll make sure to look it up before next time we talk about him. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I too will do some research. Uh, I know what my uh, nightly reading is tonight. My my bedtime reading. So okay, that sounds good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Also with um, Melvin, he shows off his um, his body armor, like, you know, his super thin fabric body armor. And it's actually the same costume he wears, or it looks like the same armor he wears as Gladiator, the villain he is in the comics. Oh. Yeah. Cool. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and that's about it I have for our supporting characters. Cool. I think it's time for our ad break. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Uh, so, um, now Tony, I think it's fair to say that this TV show, really this season especially, has a lot of violence. Uh, which is fun. It's really cool to watch. Very entertaining. Cetera, I did not see one violin in this episode. <laughs> oh, violets. S. With a C. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not violins. Yep, exactly. No orchestras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right. Continue. All right. uh, but something that we don't get from this show is an education. Now, today's sponsor is a movie. Uh, you know, so not an, yeah, an individual like product or something, but still something you can buy. So it's a movie from way back in 2015. Um, and yes, this movie does have action, but it does have a lot of lessons, things you can learn. Tony, do you know the movie we're talking about? Avengers Age of Ultron? <laughs> wow, I can't get anything past you anymore. That's right. Today's sponsor is the movie John Wick, with memorable lessons like everything's got a price, and don't kill someone's dog. Their owner might be John Wick. So buy, <laughs> rent, or stream John Wick today. Not tomorrow. The power might go out or, or something random. We don't know. We, we only know today. And use promo code MCU Rewind to get a preview for John Wick 2. <laughs> John Wick is the wickiest. That's true. Yeah. 
I'm sure that's I the tagline. That was the tagline, right? Yeah, uh, probably for number four. It's not out yet, whatever they're doing for four, but I'm sure it's going to show up in there. Yep. Maybe John Wick 7. I don't know. One of them. <laughs> John Wick 10. In space! Eventually, yes. Uh, I keep joking that eventually the Fast and Furious movies will end up in space. So <laughs> I really... Well, when you get to the 10th in the series, it has to be in space. It's the law. Well, they're, I mean, they're almost there. The next one is 9, and that one's coming out soon. Have you seen, you've seen the trailer of that? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I'm assuming? Yep. Where the car grabs onto a rope and swings across the chasm. I've never seen one of those movies, but the, I like just watching the trailers because they're just so ridiculous. <laughs> um, watch one of them. I, I, I kind of want to know like what you think, because some of that stuff is just really over the top. Um, which do you recommend? Oh god! All right, I'm trying to think of what which ones they were again. Um, let's see, seven, eight, and or uh, six, seven, and eight were probably like the three very high over the top. Honestly, eight you can get really far not knowing any of the history with eight, probably, and not okay. caring about the history. Um, so yeah, eight's probably good. Or should I sit down like over the course of a week? And watch all of them, including the one with The Rock that just came out. The spinoff, I, I don't know what it's called. Um, I think it's Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're close, I forgot. It's, it's not Calvin and Hobbes, it's someone in Hobbes. Um, but one of them is definitely a tiger, right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just watch all the previous Fast and Furious movies to get pumped for the ninth one. Okay, I think that's and, a good idea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Because I'm not a car guy, this is going to be interesting. I, I'm not a car guy at all, and I love those movies, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. But now that we've talked about cars' superpowers, let's talk about our characters' superpowers. <laughs> all right. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Look Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. So, uh, Frank gets tranked. Did not mean to rhyme that. And he still <laughs> takes out at least six guys. <laughs> it takes some time. Like, that's not an immediate acting thing. So, yeah. He, um... He's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I, I mean, and the other thing, too, he was feeling it by the time he started shooting, too. So, that wasn't him at 100%. No, um, I feel like they should have invested in a Trank gun <laughs> and just been very far away. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hell, uh, uh, blow darts are surprisingly accurate. He could have gone with that, too. Yeah, huh. it's true. Or blow gun, maybe? Maybe is that the right phrase? Is the dart what goes in the blow gun? Yeah. Yes. I think. <laughs> Either way, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just to say. So, yeah, another reminder of you know how good he is with uh, a gun, right? How accurate he is, um, and just how absolutely tough he is. So, again, comparing him to John Wick, no idea who would win in that in that fight. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, it depends how much lead up time they have, because I think another one of Frank's superpowers is planning ahead. 
Uh, I act like I'm dying when I get a paper cut, and he inserts a razor blade into his arm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely ready for that. He, uh... Yeah. Oh, God, I I can't imagine that, because he walked around with that for hours. A while. Too, yeah. Oh. Yeah. This got hurt. But he is like immune to pain. We see through his hundreds of pu- until he gets drilled in the foot. Like all the punches, he's like his head barely even moves when he gets punched in the face. Yeah, I, I mean, that's fair. He, he, they show that he has a limit. That's good. Mm, yeah. The limit is losing <laughs> a, a foot, but yeah, yeah, all right. At least it's there. That's true. That's true. Um, but like I said, depending on the lead time for the John Wick versus Punisher, uh, Frank can plan ahead and do a lot better. John Wick, he had no warning that his dog was going to get killed and his um, place, his uh, car was going to get stolen. And he still killed everybody. So I think John Wick might have a slight edge. Again, I, maybe. All right. I don't want to argue about that movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to rewatch all of them so we can prepare for next episode. Okay. We keep talking about it now. I I'm think just, that's I probably correct. Won't. Oh, all right. All right, fine. I do need to see the third one. But anyway, uh, we've got uh, Daredevil busts in, and we get, as I've talked many times before, another team-up between people who have different moral codes, which is what I like. is Punisher kicking ass, and then having to stop... Um, I'm not Punisher. Daredevil kicking ass, and having to stop Punisher from killing people multiple times. <laughs> and, and the Punisher just keeps trying, too. He pulls out the gun, not allowed to use a gun. Pulls out a... Was it a hammer? Was that what he did? Yeah. Yeah, pulls yeah. out a hammer. Not allowed to use that. Then he just starts punching people. Yes. I guess Daredevil's just okay fine. with that. Yeah. You can't kill people with punching. That's what Daredevil believes. <laughs> That's what we learned uh, last week. And we'll continue yeah. to see for the entirety of the MCU. Yes. You cannot <laughs> kill people through punching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're trying to think. <laughs> well, we can't talk about it anyway, but does Iron Fist kill people with his glowy fist? Uh, I mean, you know, th- there are sometimes, I and mean, I don't remember him using it on unnamed characters. Um, <laughs> so they don't matter. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know if he if he uses it on a red shirt, because if he does, oh, they're, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, the only one, I, this isn't really a spoiler because they show it in the trailer, is he punches Luke Cage, but that's Luke Cage, so yeah, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if I remember, Luke Cage was in some pain too, right afterwards. Yeah. So so he I mean, he rocked him. Yeah. So a normal person is dead. It's like Thor dropping the hammer on Captain America shield, like in the Avengers. He doesn't know that Captain America is not just going to be splatted on the ground. <laughs> that's true. Thor went for the kill. <laughs> he went for the head, which he should have done many years later. Yep, he got soft. Uh, yep. <laughs> In more ways than one. That's true. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, I do have a later thing. Uh, are we still talking about the uh, this kick-ass fight scene or semi-kick-ass fight scene? No, we can, we can move on. Okay, all right. Um, it's it's kind of a complaint about the the superhero powers. Um, my mm-hmm. complaint is that we don't see um, what Matt Murdock sees when 
Karen is walking in the ring. Because we see that oh. <laughs> with Elektra in the Daredevil movie, but we don't see it here. Uh, ugh. Missed opportunity to copy a classic scene from a classic movie. That's well, classic. The stretching it. That's actually one of the things I was going to bring up in our random, random stuff section. But is that a direct reference to the movie, them kissing in the rain? Uh, I I, I would like know. to think so. Yeah, I, maybe I would like to think so, especially when uh, Electra shows up next scene. Being probably jealous that her character kissed him in the rain last time. <laughs> so jealous, she throws a sigh at him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for the powers, other than Electra's ninja powers, because she breaks into his apartment. Yeah, and he doesn't even know she's there. That is true. The guy with super hearing has no idea she's there. Yep. Didn't even think about that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is her power. Like, and yeah, slight is. spoiler, we find that out a little bit more later in the season, but... Yeah. Freaking ninjas, man. Ninjas. Yeah. Gotta send in All some right. pirates. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's always a terrible argument that people have. Pirate um super trained assassins versus drunken sailors. Who's <laughs> gonna win? <laughs> I mean if the pirates are anything like Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean, I have no still idea. Ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> it's still ninjas. <laughs> I don't know. The pirates seem pretty un- unbeatable. Uh, no, still ninjas. Okay, all right. That's probably right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, that's all my right. one power-related note kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, Now we're on to our random anything else. Our last 12% of the episode. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself... 12% the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, wow. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, all right. Uh, I have a few. I don't know how many you have, Tony, if you just want to switch I have, off. I have zero because we talked about the one. Oh, okay. Well, then inherit. Um, so one of the things in the episode, Foggy tries to get Murdoch like, to actually do his job <laughs> once they get back. <laughs> That's funny. From, uh... Daredeviling is his job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when they get back from Grotto's funeral, um, so Foggy says, hey, we have all these other clients we need to actually help so he, he tries to get matt to help with a specific case where this guy is getting screwed over by his landlord um you're, you mm-hmm. know for things like you know no ac and all this other stuff kind of feel like in an alternate universe this that type of show or that type of stuff that they're doing would be like a villain of the week show like it's daredevil trying to go and like find the proof so that way matt and foggy will win the case and then along the way, Daredevil fights a bunch of um, supervillains because I guess they're just everywhere. Yeah, or that guy is a supervillain, and he's a slumlord, the funded supervillainess. He's Stiltman. <laughs> Every week, he's always finding Stiltman, who's getting sued <laughs> by someone for some reason. <laughs> yes, well, it's like um, in a recent run of Batman. 
There's like there's a running joke of Kite Man always showing up trying to challenge Batman to a fight, and <laughs> Batman doesn't give him the respect enough to even fight him. <laughs> he just walks away. Yeah, he just walks away. Or Kiteman's trying to do a crime, but there's a bigger crime happening down the street, and Batman just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're learning so much about minor Batman characters in this Daredevil episode. Yes, we are. I feel like this is going to keep happening. Uh, And then the other uh, random side uh, event is apparently you have to be 23 years old to drink at Josie's bar. There is more than one sign that says that. 23? Yep. On the front, like when when the three of them, Foggy, Matt, and Karen, were were talking outside of the bar at the end of the episode, there were two separate signs behind them that said, you must be 23 years old to drink here. That is really weird. Yeah. My assumption is they just don't want people who just turned 21, which I would understand that. Like from a business perspective, like, okay, cool. They're they're trying to... they, They know their audience too, probably, and she just wants to avoid that, is my assumption. Um, it's pretty smart, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say something, but like that's too much of a stretch for even a joke. Um, All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So twenty-three. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Time to rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? All right, how are we Um, reading it? How many holes (laughs) in in the Punisher's body? Because we got his head shot hole and his, um, his foot hole. How many holes into the Punisher's body are you giving this episode? <laughs> Unnatural holes. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to go... Get, all right, so, so far every other episode of the season, I've been kind of low on. I think I've given like threes or three and a half to all of them. Um, I'm going to go up. I'm going to a four. Because, you know, a lot of stuff happened here. We got um, the Punisher doing crazy punisher stuff it wasn't just shooting it was mm-hmm. him like he had a plan he did stuff he put a, a razor blade in his arm um uh, and the dog did not get hurt so there was that um and then That's overall true. yeah like like a lot of good stuff and it, it feels like a you know a somewhat of a wrapping up of the storyline and hey it's only episode four of i don't know what 10 in the season i don't know how many episodes are in the season 13 okay something like 10 close enough so yes so yeah um this it in a sense it's kind of like a a finale or at least it's a it's a close of Mm -hmm. the start of the storyline they started in the season uh and then it's also the beginning because Electra shows up at the end and hey more stuff is going to happen there so yeah uh so i'm I'm going with the four i overall i enjoyed the episode and the stuff that happened yeah, I'll give it a 4.5. I mean, I think the only way to improve this is to have uh, Foggy be a badass again. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's the resolution of this part of the Punisher. It's like the end of the first pod of episodes, which is what they call, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they call them pods, when they're little, like little mini arcs. Um, Yeah, it's it's good. I liked it. 
got some good actions, got some good monologues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, in that case, uh, let's wrap this up. And uh, everyone, please join us next week when we will uh, keep talking about Daredevil. We'll be on episode five for season two. Uh, and then until then, um, also, you know, like we said earlier, follow us on Twitter, MCO underscore Rewind, and uh, please give us a rating on uh, whatever you use to give ratings for podcasts. Uh, until then, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. What's it worth? How much is a penny? One cent. How much is a nickel? Five cents. How much is a dime? Ten cents. How much is a quarter? Twenty-five cents. How much is a penny? One cent. How much is a nickel? Five cents. How much is a dime? Ten cents. How much is a quarter? Twenty-five cents. Money, money, money.